Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Our Bibles are open to Psalm 1 as we are continuing our series of conversations looking at the blessed man. Do you want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. And you found a great podcast looking at the Word of God, which I know will bless us all today. Edwin, what's our text for today? Psalm 1, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers, the wicked are not so, but are like chafe that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So I've been enjoying our conversations about this. And we began talking about some of the imagery yesterday, talking about the uh, simile of the tree. And that's for our the blessed man. And that's what I want to be. And I'm sure that's what our listeners want to be. We want to be blessed, of course. And yet the Lord is very up front and gives us another picture of the wicked. And so for the person who will not meditate upon his word, in fact, the person who gives ear, inclination, treads the path that is offered by the wicked, by the sinners, by the scoffers or the scornful, uh, there's another picture in store for them, and it's the picture of chaff. So what is chaff? Chaff. First of all, I have to remember that it's pronounced chaff. Chaff. I pronounce it incorrectly every time, but it is chaff. Chafing is a thing, and it is also uncomfortable. But it is not this. But chaff. Chaff. Okay, so chaff. 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 Okay, here's the deal. Um, in, in ancient times, and, and I guess still today, there's there's something that they have to do to separate the the wheat meat then, of the wheat, the mm-hmm. fruit, the kernel of the wheat from the the, the husk the stalks, and the, the, the shell husks. and the stuck right. uh, stalk that's around it. And so, what they would do in ancient times is they would throw the wheat after they harvested it up. They would throw it down, and and then they would tread over it with a large millstone. Mm-hmm. That was the mm-hmm. millstone. It would be pulled around, and this large rock shaped into a wheel yeah. would roll around over this wheat. And basically, what it does is it crushes it. Mm-hmm. And then they would scoop up that mess that is now there and they would toss it in the air Mm -hmm. and the kernels of wheat were heavy enough to fall down to Mm -hmm. fall back down to the ground but the chaff right the husk the other parts of it were were so inconsequential that as the as the wheat kernels fell back to the ground the chaff would get caught on the wind and would be blown away yeah so well i'm just saying with, with that picture then you couldn't think really poetically of a of a more uh, of a stronger contrast, the mighty tree planted by the waters, fruitful, never withers, yeah, storms, wind, whatever, that tree's not going anywhere, versus these husks of wheat, the, the leftovers, the, the the useless part at this point, right? Gets tossed in the air, tossed and even the, the gentlest air, of breeze just drives it blows away. Blows it away. There's nothing to it. It cannot stand at all. Yeah, there's no life there. In fact, that's there, it's, there's no fruit. It's the opposite of the fruit of the yeah. wheat. I mean, if we if we can separate our idea of fruit from from apples and oranges, the the meat, the the actual part of the wheat yeah. that's been growing, it's the opposite of that. There's no fruit. It is withered. It is crushed. It is dried out, and it just gets driven away. So the blessed uh-huh. are the tree planted by the waters. The uh-huh. wicked 
is this chaff that's driven away by even the slightest amount of wind. So here's something that as we're meditating upon this word of God, and particularly this picture. Good job. Yeah. That uh, that we're thinking not only about the righteous and the blessed, and I guess that group of people that I tend to associate myself with, or I certainly want to associate myself with, I need to think about this other group of people too and their end. Okay, let me, let me see if I can get us to think about this a little bit differently. Because you, you did what was very natural right there. You went to a contrast between the righteous and the wicked. Mm-hmm. And certainly the, certainly the righteous comes up at the end. God knows the way of the righteous. But up to this point, he actually hasn't contrasted the wicked with the righteous. He's contrasted the wicked with the blessed. Ah, yeah, I guess that's right. And I think that's an important thing for us to recognize because mm-hmm. it, it gives us this little hint about who the righteous are. There's not anybody out there who's righteous because they're just righteous. Mm. People are righteous because they have gone to God's law, because they have gone to God's way, and they have been blessed with the righteousness that God gives. Now, we recognize that 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 wasn't fully understood when Psalm 1 was written. Mm. That's not actually fully understood until we get to the New Testament with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and Paul's writings about how he wants to have, this is in Philippians, he wants the righteousness that doesn't come by law but, but comes by faith from God, the recognition, of course, that there's a real sense that if we're just talking about law, just legal requirements, mm-hmm. we all actually end up falling short of that. Yeah, that's right. We all actually end up falling short of the righteousness of law. If we stood before God to try to proclaim our righteousness based on law, all the law is going to do is point out that actually we're all wicked. We're all ungodly because unfortunately every single one of us have walked in the counsel of the ungodly, have stood in the way of sinners, have sat in the seat of the scornful. We've all done that. We've all done that. So the contrast really is not between the wicked and the righteous. It's between the wicked and the blessed. But it does end with righteousness because those who are blessed, again, we get this full picture in the New Testament, are blessed with the righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus Christ by going... And if we can tie things back to Acts that we read before this, mm-hmm. what is Jesus? What is his group of people? They are the, the way. way. The way. Yeah. So we, we have that idea. Six, the yeah. way. The way. No, so, but we are contrasting with the wicked, yeah. the ungodly. And the simile is not a tree. The simile is chaff. What a, what a terrible picture. And like you said, it's, it's the exact opposite of the tree. It's a cursing. You know, when I picture in my mind, I guess, as I read this, um, particularly in the first couple of verses, first two verses, I, uh, I see, I guess, the, the, the young man or the young person trying to decide which way should I go. And it seems like there are more voices calling and pointing to ways other than God's. Because you get this, you get this three, right? So it's the ungodly or the wicked, the sinner, and then the scoffer or the scornful. And uh, I guess one of the things that I take from this is that a choice has to be made every day which voice I'm going to listen to. And in a moment, it may seem like the path that's going to ultimately lead to the blessing of the tree and and the water and the life uh, may not be so apparent in the moment. might look like a lonely road. As I'm... I'm sorry. I got distracted while you were talking there a moment ago. So I hope I'm not about to repeat or that I'm not just completely changing gears here. I, I got to thinking about Deuteronomy 28 again while you were. Mm. So so 
Um, the blessings and the cursings. The blessings and the cursings. That's what. That's yeah. That's fine. The blessings and the cursings. <laughs> um, go ahead and repeat again what you just said because I don't want to miss it. I know this is our conversation, and I, and I, but I do want to get to that in a moment. Well, listen, I, I think that it, it goes on the way to Deuteronomy twenty eight pretty pretty great. My my point being, it looks like the way this psalm is laid out, you've got more voices immediately drawing you away from the path. Oh yeah. Of blessedness. You've got this list of three. The wicked or ungodly, the sinners, the scoffers, or the scornful, yada, yada, yada. And over and against that is the message of the Lord, the law of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so lots of voices, lots of other paths to draw us away. But I guess ultimately it's going to end in cursing. It is but going you want to end blessing. in blessing. So that gets us to Deuteronomy. Well, <laughs> yeah. So when I'm meditating on God Basically and his here will. for the segues. I think we all know this. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. So, yeah, I apologize for that. I did get distracted in my own mind. But that is an absolutely fantastic point. There are so many voices that want to lead us away from God. The thing we need to understand is it does lead us to cursing. Every one of them leads to cursing. Only God's way works. I I don't want to read this entire last half of Deuteronomy 28. I encourage folks to read that. But it does talk about the cursing of the ungodly. And it's the exact opposite of what it said about the blessing that we read the other day. And as I'm as I'm looking at it, I'm seeing words like destroyed, perished, consumed. I'll send a wasting disease with fever, inflammation, and firing heat with drought and blight and mildew. You shall perish. Mm. I mean, here are all this, this imagery of... A drying up uh, tree or bush or chaff mm-hmm. that is just driven away. And then it talks about them being driven away by their enemies. Yeah. I think we need to go back to what we said on Monday on this. And that is the blessed follow the way of God, the way of the sinners, the scoffers, the ungodly, the wicked promises happiness. Promises. It. Promises life. But it's it's no, it's that's not what it gives. It doesn't give that. It gives there. cursing. It gives death. And I think the Lord in this psalm, in a very memorable picture with the chaff and it being blown away, uh, reminds us that even in the even in the short term, even in this moment, when it looks like that the righteous are not standing, indeed they will. And it looks like the wicked have all the cards. But we're told in verse five, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And that when the day of judgment comes, the time of judgment comes, the sinners aren't even going to make it there. Yeah, that is so cool that you said that because for for a long time as I read this, the picture I had in my mind is that the sinner, the wicked, the ungodly ends up in the trial and they're just given their best defense. But look, hey, you're not going to win. You're going to end up being judged. This is actually a metaphor so the simile is when you use like or as. The mm-hmm. metaphor is when you just equate the things. So it says the wicked is this person who does not stand in the judgment, does not stand in the congregation of the righteous. Right, right. Here, here's a passage in Joshua chapter 20 and verse 9 that gives us what the picture really is. In Joshua 20 and verse 9, this is the cities of refuge. You remember the cities of refuge? I do. I, and I would pull up the map right now, <laughs> but it's just not going to benefit our listeners. No, no, no. No video. The cities of refuge were if you accidentally killed somebody, uh, the, the family could have an avenger of blood that was allowed to take your life in retribution. But you could 
drop everything and run to a city of refuge. Mm -hmm. And if you got to the city of refuge, then you were allowed to stand trial. And Mm -hmm. if they found you innocent, then it was accident. Then the avenger of blood could not exact retribution. But if he got to you before you got to that city of refuge, uh, he could. And so here's what it says in Joshua 20 and verse 9 about these cities of refuge. These were the cities designated for all the people of Israel and for the stranger sojourning among them that anyone who killed a person without intent could flee there so that he might not die by the hand of the avenger of blood till he stood before the congregation. That's the picture, standing in or standing before the congregation. And so the idea here is the wicked Mm -hmm. are like those who don't even make it to the trial. They don't even make it to stand in the congregation. Their wickedness speaks so loudly that it goes, it precedes them. They don't even get a voice in their own defense. They, they get, There's nothing to try. They get they caught by the avenger of blood yeah. before they even get there. And that's that's the imagery. That's the metaphor here. The wicked, they're, they're like chaff, and therefore they will not stand in the judgment or in the congregation of the righteous. They don't even, they don't even stand the trial. Yeah. The wickedness has spoken for them. It's Crushed a, and blown away. And driven away. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So here's this, this image. And, okay— I guess the final thing that I want to think about here on this is, again, nobody wants to think of themselves as wicked. No. I, he- I hear this psalm, and my initial reaction is, well, I'm trying the best I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the most I can. I, I don't want to be considered wicked. But yeah. there's really only one of two options. I'm either the person who is meditating on God's word and will and law, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I'm the wicked. Mm. I'm either the one who is filling my mind with God, mm-hmm. or I'm the wicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, has anybody ever, have you ever met anybody that said they didn't think they had sinned? Well, I, I don't think I have. I've actually been in two studies with people that actually claimed that as I was trying to get them to obey the gospel. They felt like they didn't need to because they claimed they didn't sin. I wish at those time, I know the next time, if it ever happens again, Someone. I'm going to go back to this song. Yeah. Because, well, no, I've never lied. And, and I think maybe they're lying when they say that, but yeah. they're convinced. Oh, no, I've never lied. No, I'm not. No, I'm not proud. I'm not this. I'm not that. I've not done this and that. I'm going to go to Psalm 1. And I'm just going to say, all right, how much time have you spent filling your mind with God and his word? Because what this says is you're either the person that fills his mind with God and his word, or you're the person who is the wicked, the sinner, the scoffer. That's, those are our only choices, yeah. the blessed or the wicked. Not because I'm more wicked than someone else, but because I'm, well, I'm less than Jesus. Yeah. So I got to turn to Jesus for the blessing. Amen to that. We are blessed by spending time in the Word of God, and we'd love to hear what you're reading. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Until our next episode, let's have a word of prayer, Edwin. Lord God, help us. We need your blessing. We know that we are the wicked the sinful, the scornful. We have spent too much time in those paths. And we understand, Father, that this this psalm is actually going to point us toward our need for blessing from Jesus Christ. So please bless us in him. Fill our minds with yourself, with your presence. Fill our hearts with your Son and your Spirit. And we pray, Father, that you would give us the blessing, that we might be like trees before water that we will trust you and have your word in our heart and mind and we'll have the blessing that comes only from your son, the blessing of righteousness that comes by faith in him. And it's through him that we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. 
I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Wait.